Hello, and welcome to Eastgate Community Church. We are so glad you've joined us to listen to this message from our weekend encounter. We pray you are encouraged by what you are about to hear. Yes, Father, we thank you, Lord. This is what you've paid for. No ceilings and no doors. Open. Open life before you. Open life before you, God. Why? To receive the kisses of your mouth. Like it says in the Song of Solomon, how you long to kiss us with the kisses of your mouth. Or to be the recipient of the love that you've had from the foundation of the earth, God, from the very beginning, from the fellowship of God, from the sod of God, from the very counsel of God, the love that's come forth that you've released on us, God. So we just receive the kisses of your mouth, God. Oh, God, we receive, Lord, the kisses of your mouth all over our face, God, as your children, as your beloved, God, we receive the kisses of your mouth, by the kisses of your heart, or the approval and the validation, God, of your love for us. Oh, God, we receive Word, the voice of your blood. 
He speaks on the inside of us. The voice of the incarnation of your flesh on the inside of us begins to speak, begins to transform. God, as we feast at your banqueting table, God, as we drink out of your house of wine, God, you for your blood speaks a better word. Lord, your blood speaks. Your blood has a voice and a song and a sound. Lord, as we begin to receive the wine of your love, Lord, your blood's poured out for us, given freely. Lord, it begins to speak on the inside. It begins to make a noise. Lord, it begins to produce a sound on the inside of us, Lord. And then, God, if we resonate with that sound, we come into agreement with that sound that's coming out of heaven, out of the heart of the Father, out of the throne room, out of the place of rest in your throne, Lord. It begins to resonate on the inside of us, Lord, and we release with our life, with our bodies, with our souls, and with our spirits the sound of your blood that speaks a better word, that comes to redeem all of creation, Lord. It's the thing that creation cries out for that the cosmos cries out for, that the stars, the sun, the moon, the earth, even rocks are crying out off creation. Men and women and children are crying out and groaning with the sound that can't be expressed in words for the revealing, for the revealing of the sons of men, the sons of God, the manifested sons of the kingdom of fire. So we receive God, the wine of your love, or the wine, the blood poured out, God, we receive your flesh, the incarnation given to us, to man, Emmanuel, God, we receive you, God, we eat your flesh, Lord, because all creation is groaning and waiting, Lord, your, your heart, yourself, you, are groaning and waiting. So our voice matters, our sound matters. that we come and, and engage with you and feast on you. It matters that we get drunk in your love. That we become intimately acquainted. That we become intimately aware of your love for us. It matters. It matters. Because it's not an organization that's going to reveal to the earth sonship. It's not a, a building or a ministry. It is people. It's earthen vessels. Sons and daughters. So it matters. Your life matters. Your sound matters. You coming face to face before him matters. It's not going to happen apart from
do this super fast and then we're going to activate it. Uh, Let me drink too much.
by our obedience come into a place that we're giving them the ability to do their job, to do what they're called to do. Because um, we are not subject, you are not in the spirit subject to any other atmosphere than the atmosphere of heaven. Yeah, you're seated with Christ in heavenly places. You're seated in Jesus. Jesus is seated in the Father. And this is just where we are. This is the at, uh, atmosphere that we're subjected to. And nothing can ever shift or change that. Uh, our understanding of it has been a little weird. And so we willingly subject ourselves to other atmospheres all the time. And we're learning and growing. And this is an awesome thing about how to um, bring heaven to earth. And we've been growing in that stuff. We're not trying to pull heaven down from something. Heaven, we are in that place. You know what I'm, so I don't know if that makes sense. But how we shift and how we actually do affect atmospheres and bring the revelation, bring the reality of heaven. Because that's just the, the term of it. The atmosphere would be the governing um, energy, if you want to put it that way. What's possible, what's available, what's going to happen within a given place. And we've all walked into that terrible atmospheres where there's death and frustration and like ooh grossness and then that's what manifests out of those atmospheres good relationships healthy awesome things don't come out of yuck and gross atmospheres uh, but we've been coming into those things and then trying to reach into heaven and then pull something down out of heaven into some other atmosphere when that's not what we're called to do at all because we have never been subject to any we are never supposed to be subject to any atmosphere except that which is in heaven around the throne so we carry that all the time so the question is how do we get it from inside or we're connecting the heaven into an area into into a place and so i just want to share this uh, this evening so that's kind of a little bit of backdrop of what i would love to do uh, just for a couple people to, to come up and do um but it is for this thing how to partner with the angelic because the Lord gives responsibilities uh, to beings. There's so many different created beings that they have roles and responsibilities and he's, that's the way he wants to do it. I mean, that's the way he created it. Um, and so it comes down, I believe, to obedience and doing the things that the Lord's called us to do. Um, Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. If you want to turn there, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 if you're interested are called um, to, to administrate the kingdom, to bring this, like what I'm feeling, I don't know what you, where you're at right now, but I literally like feel the presence and the anointing, you know, but it's just because I, just because we just stepped in and we engaged with them and that's all it is, it's not some special thing that comes upon you, you're available to step into it, but we're desperate, the earth is desperate to bring this into environments, into atmospheres, into just anywhere else outside of this place and it's going to shift and change everything you know we felt stupid and we felt ineffective because we've been doing it in a lesser way and there's often been times where the word's been gracious where he's worked within our misunderstanding he does it all the time because he's so good but i feel like what he's doing across the earth right now is teaching sons sons daughters sons to come into a place and, and actually learn the process of administrating uh, the atmosphere of heaven, administrating the kingdom. And there is a process to it. There's an understanding to it where we can actually be effective because we're working through that thing. So what it looks like is understanding where we're seated and then from that place partnering with those that the Lord's put in that area, the angelic, uh, his, his spirit, and then releasing the 
kingdom of heaven releasing an atmosphere and i promise you the atmosphere that we live in that we exist in is greater than any other than any other and we've got as believers we've got to get back to believing that you know because we feel so insecure and so timid and like we come into a yuck environment and we get so intimidated because we're just learning how powerful the environment of heaven really is the atmosphere of heaven and it's an atmosphere of love of hope and of faith where anything's possible where the father comes in and does whatever he wants uh, and this is where healings uh, this is like he's just been talking to me about evangelism you know this is this is what we're working towards so first corinthians chapter 2 paul says and i when i came to you brothers did not come did not proclaim to you the testimony of god with lofty speech or wisdom for I decided not to know it. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom. I just want to start that over because here's kind of the, the punch in, in verse 4. And my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in a demonstration of the Spirit and of power. And your, that your faith not rest in the wisdom of men but in the power of god so my speech and my message were not impossible words of wisdom but in demonstrations of the spirit and of power that your faith may not rest in the wisdom of men but in the power of god and this is you know what are demonstrations of power and you know i don't know i grew up in church and so my first thoughts like coming up and someone laying hands on you and you getting knocked out in the you know slain of the spirit and that's that's like the tiny, tiny, tiniest piece of what a demonstration of power is. But this is beyond like a meeting. Uh, this is how to demonstrate the power of God. How to demonstrate the, that thing which we have encountered ourselves. So that it's not on us. Uh, we just begin to do things that we don't even understand. I want to read this same thing out of the Passion just to give a little bit. A couple different ways of hearing it. My brothers and sisters... When I first came to proclaim to you the secrets of God, I refused to come as an expert, trying to impress you with my eloquent speech and lofty wisdom, for I was intentionally consumed with one topic, Jesus, the crucified Messiah. I stood before you feeling inadequate, filled with reverence for God, and trembling under the sense of the importance of my words. For the message I preached and how I preached it was not an attempt to sway you, with persuasive arguments, but to prove to you the almighty power of God's Holy Spirit. For God intended that your faith not be established on man's wisdom, but by trusting his almighty power. I'm going to read the same thing in, um, in this other translation. I'm going to skip down to verse 3. I felt completely inadequate. You know that it was not my eloquent speech that persuaded you. I was so nervous that my whole body was trembling with stage fright. My message was not with persuasive arguments based on secular wisdom, since my aim was not to point people to me, but rather to the powerful working of the Spirit in them. Mankind's wise schemes of influence should never or could never match the power of God as referenced in your faith. The words we speak resonate, revelation, wisdom, in those who understand how perfectly redeemed they are in Christ. This wisdom supersedes every secular kind. Suddenly, what once seemed wise and good advice, what seemed as wise or good advice, has become useless information. 
so here's the deal. As we begin to release the atmosphere of heaven that we currently preside in, we cease to need to convince people of an understanding and we just invite them into a reality. And that's a really, that's, that's a cool way that the Lord just said that because I wish I'd have written that down. You're inviting people into an existing reality. We've got to learn how to do this. And, and what it is, is it's not, it's not Greek understanding. We're not hitting people's heads. We're not trying to get them to grasp a concept. That's a way of doing something. But I, if I can bring you into a realm or understanding or reality where things that you didn't think were possible become possible and then they manifest right there in your life, there's a lot less explaining of convincing I have to do. And then you just get it. And so this is what I tie all the way back into it. It's, it's not just what we say, but it's how we activate it. It's not just what we say with our mouth, but I think what we say with our mouth needs to become activated and we need to begin demonstrating things even if we're not saying things um, and this is so unique and we're not even going to go into a teaching but I, I would ask a couple people what is it that the Lord's given you uh, for this time for us um, and we're not and so here's the deal I want to see if a couple people have anything. There's as many people in the room. God's speaking to somebody, uh, and it's going to be awesome. But just an encouragement, uh, something he's saying, but what I'm not looking for is a message or words of wisdom or trying to convince or trying to be eloquent or uh, profound. But come, we'll release something. And if that's, a, if, that's a, if that's something that he said that you're communicating like I'm communicating right now, then the next thing is how are you? Then you're going to come up and activate it. And all this to say, uh, Antion was sharing with us. There's this guy, Ian Johnson. I mean, my dad got the opportunity to meet him a couple weeks ago. But Antion said when he was in this church in New Zealand, I, uh, I think they're in Auckland, New Zealand, I said this crazy thing happened. He said it was the most, you know, they're a smaller church, you know, like us. And But he said just the craziest worship you've ever seen. And not like good, like amazing solos and drum things and lights like literally Etienne saying I've never seen anything like it before like people would a lady would just be standing there and then she'd spin around seven times screaming and then run around the chairs and then run out the door you know and he's just like but it's like 30 people doing this and one lady's just screaming back and forth with the flag you know and some person's over here doing this thing and someone's like you know just like just think of crazy and it was probably a little bit more crazy than that and Etienne said it was chaos it wasn't even like it was just jarring like oh my gosh this is chaotic but Etienne's a seer so he said when he looked into the spirit he said he had never in all the places he had been to seen the angelic being activated and moving around like what they were doing and it wasn't angels coming and stirring people it was sons activating them like what their worship was triggering and giving permission for the angelic to go absolutely nuts and that's how you shift and how you activate an, an, an atmosphere. Because they're not just working in isolation. They weren't just getting messages and going off to, you know, some other part of the world. Like in that area, they were getting permission to go beyond what they're given to do without your permission. And everything shifts and changes because the, the, the atmosphere and the reality of heaven comes in and it gets all stirred up. And I don't even have, that's where I get, that's where I don't even understand anymore. But I just know this is where we're going. And so, uh, does that make sense? Is that, we 
kind of get that deal. So I invite, if anyone, just come up over here uh, and we'll just go one at a time. We'll just see how it goes. I don't really know. We've not done this before. Uh, but I did it. And so I want to, I want to, I want to give you some understanding of what I did. So I shared what I shared whenever we were just doing before I started here. And then I just pressed into it and I made space or gave room for it. And so I, you know, I sang some, so I kind of did some of that stuff. So if you have like a message, then come give it, but then you have to activate it. And whether that's doing something, making a sound, because it doesn't, it doesn't need to be profound. And we don't, this is not the language of our reasoning and of our understanding. And so it's how is Dan going to activate the thing? And maybe he just comes up and makes a sound. Maybe you come up and bring something that activates something. You know what I'm saying? Like totally getting out of the box of coming and we're always preaching at each other and we're always preaching at each other and we're always preaching. And I love it. I mean, that's obviously, it's a big part of what we do and that's okay, but we've got to begin to activate the things that we're bringing. Uh, so it's totally out of the box. Like there's no, I don't know, but but it's not the reasoning of men, but we're activating a spiritual realm when we're doing these things at the same time. And so you don't have to even explain anything. You can come up and do something that the Lord's showing you right now or that you're feeling or seeing. You come up and just, you clap a bunch of times. That's actually a spiritual act that does things, activates things. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to come up here and explain anything. You just come and be obedient. And we're just going to watch this activate the environment. So just encourage everyone else. This is our messages that we're receiving from someone. So you continue to engage and just go with the Lord as we release things together. So I kind of felt like the Lord told me to go first and just make a opening. And I don't, just what I share, I don't think we're all supposed to have something similar. Like it doesn't have to be anything like Jonathan was saying. It doesn't have to look anything like what I feel like I'm supposed to do uh, and release and activate. But when we were in worship, um, the Lord had been showing me earlier today that you can you can kind of access experiences from Scripture by meditating on them, and you can just kind of you know let your imagination go to that place in Scripture and encounter God, like you know Ezekiel sees you know the throne of God and things like that. And, you know, I just felt like the Lord was saying if you like choose to meditate and put yourself in a place just meditate on that scripture then you can start to behold some of what you know is in scripture that other people got to behold and so i was like i really wanted to do it but i didn't know where to go with it i kept you know like a million different things popping your mind and you know i was like which one like which one do i go for like which scripture do i really try and just meditate on and experience and find you in and i just saw that image of that I've always had in my mind when I read this scripture of John resting his head against Jesus' chest and just laying against him. And um, so I saw that. And that's something I always longed for, to know Jesus like that. And I said, that's what I'm going to go for. And so I just meditated on it, and I just tried to go to that place and just picture myself resting against Jesus' chest and just... It gets to that place where you don't know if you're asking the questions or if it's the Holy Spirit or your spirit. Someone is asking questions like, what is this like? And the question came to me, it was just, what is it like to 
put your head against Jesus' chest? And the answer was, will you hear his heartbeat? And then another question came, and it was, what does Jesus' heartbeat sound like? And so I waited, and I listened. And Jesus' heartbeat, it speaks to you. And it speaks love to you. So that's what I want to activate right now. I just invite everyone just to close your eyes. Just think on that scripture and try and picture what scripture has revealed to us in your mind. That kind of um, access point that scripture has made. Or it said that John the Beloved, the disciple whom Jesus loved. You can just put your name in there also. You are the Beloved. You're the disciple that Jesus loves. You're the one who has walked with him, shared with him in his persecutions and sufferings. You're the one who sits next to Jesus, just like John. And John rested his head against Jesus' chest. And when we worship, when we spend time with the Lord, that's what we're doing. We're getting right next to him. And I just want you to imagine your head right now against Jesus' chest. Just feel him against the side of your head. You feel the warmth that comes from his person. I just want you to hear just the rhythm of his heart beating. I just want you to listen for what his heart is saying to you. Because his heart will tell you who you are will speak every word of love to you, every word of truth about who you are and how he feels about you. And even if you don't hear a specific phrase, maybe you will, but even if you don't, just by faith, just receive that, that to your spirit, man, the Lord's heart is speaking, speaking love and truth. It's putting life into you. It's just awakening and strengthening life in you, in your spirit, man. And this is a place that we can go just as often as we want. We can go to that place of meditating on that and resting our head against Jesus' chest. And as much as you want to hear it, you can hear his heart tell you how much he loves you and how much he thinks about you. So he's going to activate it just by releasing the thing that he heard, uh, just that. And so wherever that that goes, that'll be that'll be the you coming up with that revelation and activating just by releasing the thing that you heard out of that thing. Yes, with every heartbeat, I just heard, "I love you. I love you. I love you." how to do this 
can actually go to someone and just be the heartbeat without explaining the story. You just look at someone and I love you. 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 What is he's, he's bringing something into an atmosphere that he got from another atmosphere. So he's activating a thing. You know, you see, so you see, that was perfect. Like you can explain the whole deal, which I love, and I'm so glad you did. And then, but you could actually just bring the activation with no context and just hit someone right in the heart you know, just by releasing another deal. So that's what I'm talking about. That's what's so good. You could, uh, So tonight when I came, I brought my um, my paints, and I haven't painted in a while, but I just thought, well, I'm just going to take them and see, and so I was back there, and, and I was praying, and I was just, I was just asking the Father, I was just asking the Holy Spirit, you know, what do you want to paint, what are you saying, you know, what do you want me to put on this canvas, and, and you know, sometimes, you know, the strokes just start out, and you don't really know what they are, and you know, and as it kept going, I just felt like the Lord said, this is an upward fountain. This is what's happening as God is releasing the wells of the earth that have been tapped out. That, you know, as the wells or the caps are kicked loose, you know, it just kind of explodes and goes into heaven. And, and he said, this is what's happening at Eastgate through our worship. You know, that, that our springs of worship are going up. And, and it's releasing just a fire. It comes from the fire of passion. And the different colors in the bottom just represent just um, humanity and life. And, you know, and it goes up into the just the sprouting and it's just, it's just our worship and how it just becomes purified as it begins to raise. And then the Lord gave me the cloud and he said he hides himself in darkness. He cloaks himself. And then I just saw, you know, like it just coming down like a spout. And he said, he's just, you know, he's the rain. He's the whirlwind. And he comes and he and he just releases his presence and he releases good gifts. And um, so that's what I got. I just saw, you know, that our worship was just, you know, coming from a place of passion that releases a fire and releases the well that goes up and releases the presence of the Father and the goodness of heaven to just begin to rain down on us and to just fill us back up. And and the red is, is just the blood, you know, how the blood just sets us free and releases things. And so as I was painting, you know, I was just, I was just trying to hear the heart of the Father. I was just trying to hear what he was saying. And I just... I just feel like the Lord just wants you to know that you don't understand how, how much your worship moves him, how much it moves heaven when you just, just give yourself, when you just release just, just that worship in you. And it's like, we don't see it, but heaven comes down and it, and it surrounds us and the presence of God just wraps around and enfolds us. And he's here, he's present tonight and he's so pleased with the worship that goes up from this place. He's so pleased with the freedom that's coming forth as we're learning how to press 
sit and just love him. Just love him. And I was back there, and in the middle of doing the painting, I stopped, and I and I took communion, and I, as I was taking communion, you know, the Lord said, you know, remember the cross, and, and um, I was recently at a meeting, and they said, you know, we forget that what communion really represents is that he died. And, and while we know that, do we acknowledge it? But on the other side of that is life. And so I took communion in the middle and I was just, I was just thanking Jesus that because he gave himself, I can be crucified with him so that I can be alive with him. And that's where the second part of the painting came down. So I, I think, you know, it's, it's a, it's understanding who we are, right? What, what his crucifixion, that beautiful gift of life did and does in us when we understand it and step into it with him. Thank you, Jesus. So I love this because, again, that's a perfect marriage, these things, because they're explaining stuff, but do you feel... Like I sat over there, I couldn't see what she's saying, but I saw what she was like. I saw it in the spirit, and I come look at it. And it's like, yeah, that's that's the thing. You see, like as people are explaining stuff that they get from that place, like it's more than just words, and it's represented on these things. So that this is, becomes a door, this becomes a place, it becomes a manifestation of that thing, and uh, you know, moves and it does stuff and the expression. And so dance is a dance is a word an understanding and so we could probably sit here all night and then just dive into the I love you heartbeat of God and get lost and then get all messed up and do weird kinds of things but you know this we could stare and we could engage and enter into the revelation understanding of it so does anyone have because I know you're still does anyone have like a physical thing you do I felt like that first and then whatever that is
communion with the Lord this morning. Uh, He's been doing a work in my heart that He wants to release finances and treasures in heaven. So I said, Lord, how do we how do we access that? Because I believe as believers, we're supposed to go to heaven. See what's in the treasure box. struggle with what what is faith you know man i'm out there and i'm just pressing in and i'm doing my thing and i'm hoping and hoping and and that's what we thought was, was faith and and lately it's like the lord just says would you just step in when you step in i'm right there and uh
your heart since before it was ever created and born. Shakira, la 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 la
fear, no 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 fear in here, 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 no fear, no fear in here. No fear, 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 no fear in here, no fear in here, no fear in here, no fear in here, no fear inside, no fear. No fear. No fear. No fear. No fear. No
to mind because I didn't think I had anything to share, but whenever Dan started saying to just meditate on things in your mind, then you can go into those experiences and just be there with God. And how he was saying that John was resting his head on Jesus' chest. For me, last Sunday, I had a revelation of Jesus' love. Because a lot of the time, I, I'd heard it, I've been in church my whole life, I just, I was like, I don't know about that. Not sure exactly what that means, how much it is, how great it is for me. And I, I understood it after last Sunday, or Wednesday that I was here. And then, um, so, but during worship on last Wednesday, I was uh, dancing because I kind of sway a little bit whenever I worship and I, I sing a lot. But um, I just got this image in my head of like being in a huge, like, big wide out ballroom type space that's like shimmering and like clean and clear and just beautiful because it's so perfect and god was there and i was there and we just we just danced together like i was his princess or something and normally whenever i'm worshiping and just swaying do my little thing or arm movement or something there's not really much that's big about it but that day I kind of spun around a few times because I had a picture of God just holding my finger and spinning me around because the person who created all of earth and did all this amazing thing would just take the time to just be in an empty ballroom and just dance and spin me around was amazing and I know that's kind of a girlish thing. Honestly, I don't dance. I'm not that kind of girl. But uh, it happened, and I just didn't think I could sit back down without sharing it. So. So amazing. I love that because the dance for God's a place in the spirit, you know, it's in the heart of God, it's awesome, dude, anyone else have anything? Well, this morning in my prayer time, we were together in my house, the Lord just showed me this covering what he said. I mean, I was looking and trying to find the edges of it or whatever, and he said, there's no end to it. He said, if you'll just say yes, and trust me, I'll cover you in everything. So I just want to release it to you and trust him. this for us, Father. Give us a couple I trust you. I trust you, Father. I trust you, Father. I trust you, Lord. Father, I am your son and I trust you. I know I can come to your throne and get everything I need because it belongs to me. Because I trust you. So I release trust. Trust in your Father. In your father, in your father, trust. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
All right. Hannah, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Why don't you guys get out of your chairs, get in some space where you can spin around. Come on. No, no, no. You guys need a little more space. There's room in the back back there. I, there's a... Did he say anything to you while you, he was spinning you around? No? All right. Why don't you grab somebody, grab somebody, spin them around. Here, Hannah, come here. All right. Now spin the other person around. Come on. Yeah, freedom. Whoa, Brian's getting a little too much over here. <laughs> but praise God. Come on. We had to do that. Yes. So, amen. I mean, is that, it's just something different. Like it unlocks something and brings some understanding. And so as we're walking in this stuff, you know, uh, I encourage you to come on Sunday. Tom's going to be sharing uh, another piece, an aspect of this, uh, what it means to do these things. But we have got to get to the point where we're not just using words of wisdom. We're not just speaking at people. But, you know, the, the church has bound us up so much by commanding that we not be weird. And it's just not working. You know, we've got to release a realm. We've got to release a kingdom that's not of here. Sometimes it's going to look like doing some of these things and so much more. But it's okay. Because this is... People are okay with weird as long as it's real. And we need reality. We need truth. And we need the kingdom of God to come invade. So go forth and be weird. As long as it's real. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about our community please visit our website at eastgatetx.org.